Okay, hello, can everyone hear? Excellent. Hello, good evening. Welcome to our first in-person Zab hearing in a very long time. Uh, Chair Duffy. Oh, I did have one announcement. I'm so sorry. Um, we do have speaker cards located at the front of the room. So if there's an item that you'd like to speak on, uh, it would be great if you could fill those out and hand them over. Um, and we will collect those. Okay. Thank you. Your mic's not on. Is the mic on now? Yes, it yes. is. Hello, everybody. All of us who have made it here in person get a gold star for surviving the this winter rainstorm. Um, welcome to the first hybrid zoning board meeting. And it is an honor to be the chair. For those who don't know, I am the most, I was just elected chair and we have our vice chair as well. That is new and this is new, a new role for us and not just, um, not just that it's a new role for us, but it's a new place for us. So we are figuring it out. Let's see how many things I can mess up today. <laughs> Bear with us. Um, so first let's call the meeting to order. We do not have, we are officially public now, right? We're, we're rolling. Okay, and it's it's a hybrid as well. So I'll be juggling like a DJ up here in person and the hybrid meeting. I have some, a few um, items to read. Can't really mess that up. For the public advisory, this meeting will be conducted in a hybrid model with both in-person attendance and virtual participation available for members of the public. For in-person attendees, face coverings or masks that cover both the nose and mouth are encouraged. Face coverings will be provided by the city and available for attendees to use at the meeting. Members of commissions, city staff, and the public are encouraged to wear masks at all times, except when speaking publicly from the dais or at the public comment podium, although masking is encouraged even when speaking. For members of the public feeling sick, please do not attend the meeting in person as a public health precaution. Nobody left, that's great, thanks. Currently, there are no physical distancing requirements in place by the state of California or the local health officer for an indoor event similar to a commission meeting. However, all attendees are requested to be respectful of the personal space of other attendees. An area of the public seating area will be designated as a distance seating area to accommodate persons that need to distance for personal health reasons. There's more to read. To, to access the meeting remotely, join from a PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or Android device. Please use a URL that is in, published in the agenda. 
If you do not wish to for your name to appear on the screen, then use the drop down menu and click on rename to rename yourself to be anonymous, which is fine. To request to speak, use the raised hand icon by rolling over the button on the bottom of the screen. To join by phone, dial 1669-900-6833 and enter 832-2254-5623. If you wish to comment during the public comment portion of the agenda, press star nine and wait to be recognized by the chair. That always seems so difficult. Please be mindful that the teleconference will be recorded as any ZAB meeting is recorded and all other rules of procedure and decorum will apply for ZAB meetings conducted by teleconference or video conference. The last paragraph. Public testimony guidelines. This meeting will be conducted in accordance with the Brown Act, Government Code 54953. Any member of the public may attend this meeting. The chair may limit the number of speakers and the length of time allowed for each speaker. To speak at a public hearing, please submit a speaker card, one of those green speaker cards, on the table to planning staff as early as possible at the meeting. So first, let's start with roll call and ex parte communications disclosures. Okay. Okay, um, when I call your name, uh, please indicate if you are present and if you have any ex parte. Commissioner Trigu. Chair Duffy. Present, no ex parte. Vice Chair Gaffney. Present, no ex parte. Thompson. Present, no ex parte. Luna Para. Present, no ex parte. O'Keefe. Present, no ex parte. And I got a text from Igor saying he'll be here in a few minutes. Thank you. Matthews? Present, no ex parte. Young? Present, no ex parte. And Sanderson? Present, no ex parte. Thank you. Thank you. And before we get to public comment on non-agenda matters, I want to read a land acknowledgement. The city of Berkeley recognizes that the community we live in was built on the territory of the Huchun, the ancestral and unceded land of the Chochenyo speaking Ohlone people, the ancestors and descendants of the sovereign Verona band of Alameda County. This land was and continues to be of great importance to all of the Ohlone tribes and descendants of the Verona band. As we begin our meeting tonight, we acknowledge and honor the original inhabitants of Berkeley, the documented 5,000-year history of a vibrant community at the West Berkeley Shell Mound, and the Ohlone people who continue to reside in the East Bay. We recognize that Berkeley's residents have and continue to benefit from the use and occupation of this unceded stolen land since the city of Berkeley's incorporation in 1878. As stewards of the laws regulating the city of Berkeley, it is not only vital that we recognize the history of this land, but also recognize that the Ohlone people are present members of Berkeley and other East Bay communities today. The city of Berkeley will continue to build relationships with the Least John tribe and to create meaningful actions that uphold the intention of this land acknowledgement. Okay. Formalities mostly out of the way. I would like to also welcome uh, a, a new board member this evening to the board, Brandon Young. If you could maybe introduce yourself and um, say a little bit about um, who you are in your background, that'd be great. Um, thank you, Chair Duffy. Uh, I really appreciate the introduction. 
My name is Brandon Young. Um, this is my first meeting attending in the capacity as commissioner. I've been um, in the Zoom audience uh, in February, but I'm really, really grateful to be here. And um, I think it's really cool that almost by happenstance, you know, I have a lot of history with the folks up here already. Um, Deborah, I took a class taught by your husband, and we met at a cafe once to talk about ADU policy, which was really cool to nerd out about. Um, Igor, I interviewed you for articles I wrote for the Daily Cal in 2018, and now we sit on the same commission together. Um, yes, I've been to a North Berkeley BART meeting where we've uh, I've learned about objective design standards from you. And uh, Cecilia, we've been in protests alongside each other. <laughs> so um, I'm really, really excited to meet everyone else. Um, Kim, Deborah Matthews, Michael, Shoshana, and Charles. I guess Charles is not here. Deborah Charles' name. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I want to finish on that. My primary reason for being here is curiosity. And I really, really am looking forward to understanding in much more detail how it is that our city gets built and what values underlie those decisions that we make about how we share the world that we have it. Um, I'll leave it at that. And I'm really excited to be here. Thank you and welcome. Mm -hmm. We'll now move forward to the public comment on non-agenda matters and the way i think we'll do this in hybrid is that we'll first if anybody submitted a comment card um, regarding non-agenda items then we'll do first in person and then we'll go to the online list i see one hand on online if there's anybody in person that wishes to speak um could we find out okay no there's a no all right, so then we're now gonna switch. We're gonna switch to the online version and we are going to first, I will call, this is for anything related to non-agenda matters. Um, we will soon have the opportunity to comment on the consent calendar as well as action calendar two. But first, Kelly Hammergren, you are up, take it away. Okay, thank you all for coming in. Is there an echo? Because I have my iPad in the other room. Is it you, okay? You are loud and clear in the room here. We just hear you. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm sorry all, all of you have to uh, forge through the rain, but I am happy to stay home and dry. <laughs> um, we did have the bird safe ordinance come before the planning commission um, last week. You, some of you may have heard and the uh, planning commission voted unanimously for the alternative recommended from, by the Audubon Society. And so there's uh, one more step. It will go back to council again. And of course, all of the scientists and all of the people who have been working on this for five years are absolutely um, thrilled that we are paying attention to science and not following the bad um, sort of out of date programs that have been put forward in other cities. 
Uh, one interesting piece of information from Glenn Phillips, uh, director of the Golden Gate Audubon Society, is that looking at the number of, of buildings and just the number of birds that die from bird collisions, um, we're looking at, you know, this is like a big number range, but somewhere between 90,000 and half a million birds uh, die from collisions with glass in Berkeley. That is sort of the, the gross estimate. And as much as I have been following this for five years, I mean, that, that to think about the, the number of birds that die from glass collisions and and the fact that we can do something about that by having bird safe glass, I mean, that is really, um, that's really a big deal because uh, we're we've already lost 30%. That was the 50 year study ending in 2019, 2020, that we've already lost 30% of the birds in North America and actually around the world. And so, um, birds, the reproduction of birds, they can't keep up with all of what we are doing um, in the environment and especially in the built environment. And it's bird safe ordinance is even more important in cities because as we've learned um, through putting GPS devices on little birds is that they are attracted to our city lights and they are pulled away from safer migratory paths and we are in uh, the Pacific Flyway. So anyway, I'm pleading with you that even though we are not at this final step yet, that you look at every project and um, consider that um, creating a safe environment for, na for nature is um, bird safe glass and um, dark skies. So thank you very much. Kelly Hamburgen, thank you. We've learned a lot from you and um, I think uh, the birds are, are better for it. I also just want to celebrate the second egg that has come from the peregrine falcon. That is, there's a third, oh, there's a third egg now. It's the super mom peregrine falcon at the top of the Campanile. It's amazing. She's gonna lay another one tomorrow or tonight. Wow. Yeah. It's it's the coolest. It's it just really is. It's I, I used to stare at the Campanile for other reasons about just just being on campus and it's sort of a beacon. Now I know there's like the nest up there and the super mama for so many years she's up there and she's got different suitors and she's just fighting the well, she's out there right now. It's just so special. Thank you, uh, Kelly Hammergan. Before we get into the next, or actually, let's just um, move forward into the next, uh, the next agenda item, and that's the we're sort of bundling three things together. It's the consent calendar, with the approval of action minutes from February 9th, as well as action minutes from February 3rd, which have been amended. Um, for sorry, February 23rd. Um, so these three items are bundled, will would be bundled together. Um, First, I guess what I should ask is if there's anything or anyone on the board who would like to comment on something on the consent calendar or pull it from consent to be discussed and heard in a public presentation. If so, speak now. Or raise your hand. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Thank you. Um, by the way, I am present and I have no ex parte. Sorry to be late. <laughs> um, uh, I actually just, um, I wanted to, I had a question on item, I'm sorry, on 612 Craigmont. Um, this is a question. It's not for the purpose of pulling, but I was curious under table two special characteristics where it says this is not, uh, the Housing Accountability Act does not apply and SB 330, the Housing Crisis Act of 2019 does not apply. If this constitutes a change in local position, um, because it is a single family home. And that's a question for staff? That is a question for staff. Um, I don't remember seeing, I think in the past, something like this, it was the city's interpretation that both would have applied. So I wanted to get the clarification. Um, yes, uh, the Housing Accountability Act does not apply to single family um, dwelling units. The definition of a housing development project includes residential units in the plural. Um, and there has been a recent court case and I'm completely forgetting the name of um, uh, validating um, that HAA does not apply to single family. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other questions about the consent calendar from, from board members? No? Then um, I'll actually just say what they are, what, the, what each item is, and then we're also then going to have anyone in public raise their hand if they want to speak to an item um, on the consent calendar. Um, 26, item number three, 2600 Bevenue Avenue. Item number four is 612 Craigmont Avenue. Item number five is 725A Gilman Street. I see one hand. If there are no hands or cards that wish to speak um, about the items on the consent calendar at this time, then we will go to Kelly Hammergren online. Kelly, Kelly, you are good to go. Okay, thank you. And since you love the falcons, one of the baby falcons, Lux, died from a gas from a glass collision on the campus. Hmm. So um, this is real, and this harms the the little the falcons that we care about. Okay, so I wanted um, six twelve. Um, there is one if the um, Bird safe ordinance was fully enforced. Uh, it would exempt until 2025 um, glass walls that are less than 30% glass. And so there is a drawing here of one, one of the facades, which looks to be like 75, 80% glass. And I'm sorry that the new ordinance is not in place right now because that would all be required to be bird safe glass. And I would ask that you request of the owner developer um, architect that they install bird safe glass on that uh, facade. It would actually be great if they would make the entire building bird safe glass, all of it, uh, but that in particular. 
then I also wanted to comment that uh, 612 Craigmont is in the high fire hazard zone. And I'm of the opinion that we really shouldn't be adding density in the high fire hazard zone. And um, I know people who live in the high fire hazard zone and all of the problems that they have getting insurance for their houses. And at some point, I would expect the insurance companies are going to pull the plug from insuring in the hills. Um, so I think that just covers it. And I don't think I need to use up the last four seconds. Okay. So those two items, um, regard well, the first one regarding bird safe glass, um, would I I would suggest that perhaps we keep it on consent with a recommendation to the applicant that they use bird safe glass according to the the law as it has been approved. Um, however, they are not required to do so um, at this time. Um, if we think that we, if this is something that we would like to pull, um, maybe I could, I would pull any, any board members here. If you think that we should pull it and, and, and add a condition. Okay. Board member. Sanderson, uh, you might, um, I don't know if the applicant is here. Um, we are. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, you might just ask them if they would agree to. And I assume it's the um, southwest elevation that she's referring to. It's the only one that seems to have a lot of glass so that if they Thank would you. agree to bird safe glass on that elevation, then it's in the record and it's binding. So that's the way this works. If if you give us the nod that you would agree to bird safe glass, then it would be on the consent calendar and it would be bundled with the items the items that are all on consent for approval at this time, or um, we could pull it and have a public presentation and then have a public comment and also have the board review potentially adding a condition. Excuse me, we should we should ask him to come forward and make his statement on the record. Thank you. Sure. So we need you. Yep. We need you up on the mic if you could. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never dealt with bird safe glass before. So is it outrageously expensive? Does anybody know? Um, my speaker's still on. The Audubon estimate is that it might add like um, three-tenths of a percent to the cost of your glass. And you could be in contact with Glenn Phillips from the Audubon Society. To Sorry, Kelly Hammergren. You were cut off because you are not allowed to speak at this time. Um, but thank you, and I know you're super helpful. Board Member O'Keefe, please. Thank you, Chair. Um, I actually want to object to this. I'm not comfortable with what's happening right now. Uh, we're kind of pulling him up and asking him to commit to something he hasn't had a chance to review. Um, I think I was comfortable with the idea of a recommendation. Um, I don't think we should create the situation where he has to agree right now. Um, so I think if he just accepts that he We'll consider it. I, I'm comfortable with that, but I'm not comfortable with making him make a statement. Thank we'll, you. We'll certainly consider it. I mean, I have to talk to the clients. We have to find what it costs. And... Board Member Trigu. Uh, thank you. I actually did have another question. We did, just for the record, we received a late communication from uh, 
a neighbor, um, not sure where they are cited with respect to the project. Um, I think the one uh, request they had that um, is subject to potential ZAB uh, discretionary review would be a recommendation to move the house further back from the property line. And I was just wondering if you could comment on that. Um, it sounds like you have had conversations we with have, the neighbor. Yes. And uh, the situation on that is it's a it's a double line. So it looks like to look at it, it looks like a big line. Would you like me to bring up the not at this time. This is still, we're still deciding whether it stays on consent or not. So if you can keep it yeah. brief and just answer the question, it'd be great. Basically, it's, it's very difficult to move it. We were very carefully decided. And we were trying to separate the, the single car garage from the house to try to improve the massing to make it more interesting from uh, everyone's perspective. And we have, we're tied in with six oak trees. We have a very large area, like a third of the lot is what they call a QLF zone. And what this is, it's a landslide area, and you cannot build it. And uh, so it's very, we've got the house as close as we can to the garage. It's a small house, okay. 2100 square feet. And uh, the width is 44 feet for the whole house. And we pulled it as far away. From the neighbor's property as we could. Thank you. And it's still well beyond um, what we're allowed. Thank you. Yeah, Remember thank you. That answers that. my question. Okay. okay. So what I'm what I'm hearing, what I'm sensing here is that we'll keep it on consent and um, with a recommendation to further explore the opportunity for a bird safe glass and the, at the owner's discretion. I'll entertain a motion if anyone has one. Public comment first. Oh, I'm, oh thank you. But, well, public. No, we we just did public comment, didn't we? No. I think we did. We've never we done public did. comment for the consent calendar before. Maybe we've yeah. been doing it wrong, but that's not normal. You're right. I'm sorry. It's because she spoke twice that I. <laughs> I melded it thank in you. my brain. Oh, I'm sorry. It almost got me on a mistake, but I didn't mess that one up. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll mess something else up. I'm just here to make you look good. Thank, well, thank you. You, you. you do always. Is there a second? Oh. Uh, did we? Did someone make a motion? Oh, I'm um, sorry. No, <laughs> I, I will move the consent calendar with one typographical edit to a condition in on 2600 Benvenue Avenue. Just for the record, this is very pedantic, but that would be condition of approval 38, and it is a typographical error or correction only. Um, and then just for the record, the consent calendar, our approval of the February 9th and 23rd, 2023 minutes, 2600 Benvenue Avenue, 612 Cragmont, uh, with the recommendation around Port Safe Class and 725A Gilman. Is there a second? Okay, we have a second. Who's second? We the uh, vice chair, Kimberly Gaffney. I'll second it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, your mic wasn't on, so we oh, couldn't hear you. I can tell you I'm sorry. Um what was the Typograph the correction to the condition. I didn't catch that. It was for twenty six hundred. Oh. 
Yeah, it's the I was communicating with the staff member on this okay. project. It's a it's a change that needs to be made apparently to a standard condition. And it was number thirty eight. Number thirty eight. If I remember right. Then versus then. Okay. Um, so the motion is to approve the consent calendar with um, a typographical edit to item number three, and then um, the recommendation for bird safe glass for 612 Craigmont. Commissioner Trigub. Aye. Chair Duffy? Aye. Vice Chair Gaffney? Yes. Thompson? Yes. Lunapara? Yes. O'Keefe? Yes. Matthews? Yes. And I need to abstain from the approval of the minutes for February 9th and February 23rd. I was not in attendance. Noted. Thank you. Uh, Young? Yes. And Sanderson? Yes. The motion passes. Those uh, those applicants that are on the consent calendar, you have um, you have your use permit once the appeal period is over, which is fourteen days after the notice of decision. Onward to the action calendar. You're making it easy on me this time. It's a simple. Um, so far, action calendar, we have one item. Um, item number six, 870 Santa Barbara Road. This is a new full public hearing. So this will be my first public presentation in person as a board member. So start it off. Brian, when you're ready, you need to share your screen. I have a phone out there. I tried to share it. We can see it. Can you, oh, it's just um, It's just not in presentation mode yet. It's, up. it's probably for you.
Yeah. Yeah, just fly. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I guess I'll just go ahead and Good evening, staff members. My name is Brian Garvey, and I'm the project planner for this. We need your mic, though. You'll have to pick one. Sorry, hold it, hold it on down. I can't hear. Does that work? Yeah, better. Hold it on down. All right, we're good. All right. Yep. Okay. Ready? You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. Awesome. Good evening, staff members. My name is Brian Garvey, and I am the project planner for this item at 870 Santa Barbara Road. The project before you tonight is the appeal of the zoning officer's decision to legalize the six foot tall fence built on top of an existing retaining wall for a total height of nine feet. The project timeline is shown here. The fence was built without the benefit of a zoning permit in April 2021. The appellant submitted a request for service for legal construction in July. The Applicant submitted the EUP for this fence in October of 2021, and the notice of the administrative decision and appeal were received in October of 2022. As seen from this map, the subject site is located on the south side of Santa Barbara Road across the street from Grotto Rock Park near Marin Avenue, where Indian Rock Road intersects with Santa Barbara Road in a residential neighborhood. The appellant at 818 Indian Rock Avenue shares the property line with the subject site. The fence was built in April 2021. It is located on the property line between the subject lots and replaces a three to four foot tall wire fence. There is an existing three foot high retaining wall, which drops down to 818 Indian Rock Avenue. The new six foot high fence is built on top of the retaining wall for a maximum height of nine feet at its highest point. Berkeley Municipal Code measures fence height as the vertical distance from the lowest existing grade point within a three foot radius of any point of the structure to the highest point of the structure. Fences six feet in height or greater require an administrative use permit. Because the fence is within 12 to 18 inches of the retaining wall, the total fence height is measured from the bottom of the retaining wall. This makes the total fence height nine feet at the highest point. However, a building permit is not required because they do not measure the height the same way. On the subject property, the fence ranges from four and a half feet to six feet. On the appellant side, the fence height is combined with the retaining wall and the height ranges from five feet to nine feet. Um, here's the uh, appeal summary. Appeal issue one was the appellant states that the new fence will affect her value and enjoyment of the property. Um, the fence doesn't contain prohibited materials and zoning ordinance does not regulate the direction of the finish side of the fence. Appeal issue number two relates to air and sunlight. Um, the appellant states that the fence blocks sunlight to her fruit trees and the fence appears to be 12 to 18 inches from the retaining wall. However, if more than 36 inches away, it would, it would not be measured from the bottom of the retaining wall. It is not clear if an additional setback of one to two feet would make a substantial difference. 
A POSU 3 states that there is a history of drainage issues and there is a gap of 15 inches in between the properties that is inaccessible from 800 870 Santa Barbara Road. While this isn't directly addressed in the zoning ordinance, no changes are made to grade that would affect drainage patterns and portions of fence could be removed and maintenance if required. A POSU 4 describes that the trees could create a green privacy fence year-round. However, the decision to use trees or a fence is a personal choice and not within the zoning code. And the fence provides additional privacy between the lots than the previous open fence. Because it complies with the zoning code, Stack recommends ZAB approve the AUP and dismiss the appeal. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any questions from the board for staff about the project at this time? No, I just I just have a comment before anybody um, before we get into uh, the presentation from the appellant um, as well as the um, the, app, the applicant of the project and just something to keep in mind and just know that our role on the zoning board is not to make judgment about the intentions of any of anybody presenting or the intentions or their backgrounds or histories or anything regarding um, the applicant or the appellant in this case about their character about where they come from and what really our role is is to make sure that we uphold and interpret the rules under the zoning code and that's really our biggest and most important responsibility here so i just wanted to share that okay so next we have a presentation from the appellant and it is appellant goes first and it's five minutes is, is that correct samantha i believe okay thank you Dear Commissioners, my backyard is a small urban farm in which we grow pesticide-free fruits and vegetables we share with neighbors and friends. Due to the slope of 870 Santa Barbara's and my property and the placement of houses and fences, my backyard is already hemmed in and light-challenged. Their property is uphill from my property, so its owners, not me, benefit from the retaining wall at the property line. Uh, there was a three-foot fence there, and without consulting with me and without getting an AUP, um, the fence was removed by Sanju, and they built this solid fence next to the retaining wall. Um, and as Brian mentioned, because of... Um, what is it called? Um, the grades, it's actually considered to be um, up to nine feet, not the six feet. And in my uh, appeal letter from figure two, you can see how overpowering this eight to nine feet of a combined fence plus retaining wall can be. So it does block some light from my fruit trees and no effort was made to make the ugly side facing my yard aesthetically pleasing. 
If Sanju had consulted with me, I'm confident we would have planned we could have planned a fence that would have been agreeable to both of us. In his letter, uh, attachment A in my appeal letter that he sent after the fence was built, his reason was for privacy and safety. Because of the topography of the area and the height of neighboring houses, mine and others, and the elevation of rocks of Grotto Park, the privacy of its backyard is probably not insured by the six-foot fence in any in any anyway. With regard to safety, in the last 70 years, I'm not aware of anyone falling from the yard of 870 into our yard, even without a, a three-foot wire fence. And previous owners with children or who flipping property did not erect more than a three-foot fence. So I believe a three-foot fence adjacent to the retaining wall, which does not require an AUP, would be sufficient for safety. And years ago, we put, uh, to prevent deer, which can injure people from jumping between our yards, we attached strings to vertical poles placed six feet apart next to the retaining wall. Um, and these strings deterred deer, and they could probably also help deter a child from climbing over the three-foot fence. When I asked, Sanju did not agree to do anything to prevent their water, dirt, or weeds from affecting my property. Item 19 of the Notice of Administrative Decision of October 6, 2022 states, the applicant shall establish and maintain drainage patterns that do not adversely affect adjacent properties. According to BMC 23-40640, to approve a use permit, the ZAB shall find that the pro proposed project will not be detrimental to the peace, comfort, and or comfort of persons residing or visiting in the area will not be and will not be detrimental to property and improvements of the adjacent properties. In summary, I request that this commission deny Sanju's request for the six-foot fence on top of actually adjacent to a two to three-foot retaining wall so that since it is detrimental to my, and to my enjoyment of my backyard, to my peace and comfort, and probably to the value of my property as well as affecting my fruit trees. I would also appreciate Sanju addressing the drainage situation. Thank you for your consideration. Thank you. Is, is it now the time, and you're looking at me like, so am I done? And now it's the time for the applicant to be able to present, or is this the time when we could ask questions to the appellant? I don't think that's true, right? Um, you can ask clarifying questions. Oh, we can now? Okay, thank you. And we won't call you up again. You're already here. Okay, well, we're learning together, so thank you. And um, Does anyone on the board have a question? For the, uh, board Member Sanderson. I'd like to clarify the fence that was originally there. Was it um, a solid opaque fence, or was it one like a chain? It was fence? a wire fence, and... If you look on um, page two, you can see here, this was the fence. Okay, okay, thank you. I don't know when it was built. Are there any other questions from the board? Board Member Sanderson. Um, um, the applicant, I don't know who answers this, but um, 
is there any change in the drainage pattern on their property in order to build this fence? And maybe I should hold this for the applicant. I will hold it for um, the applicant. <laughs> when? Feel free to speak. Okay. Two owners ago, I worked with the owner to make sure that their backyard was below the retaining wall because their property is on a slight slant, which means that dirt and water can come onto my property. And they had dead, they had trees that were dying on that property. So I didn't want to have anything to do with water or dirt. When they put, when, when the realtor put the house on the market a week or two beforehand, they called in some gardeners to put down sod, to put down a lawn. And I talked to them. I said, make sure it's below the retaining wall. So and you're saying you. that previously the, the their property, 870 property, was lower than the top of the retaining wall? By about this much. Okay, just a small amount. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Board Member Sanderson also, in the presentation from staff, they had mentioned that there was no understood uh, changes in the engineering or the performance of the retaining wall. Yep. Um, so now we have the applicant. If the applicant could come up to speak. You have five minutes. Hi, welcome. Hi. Oh, we can. I, We're just, I, I was waiting for you to say a good start. Yep, okay. we just switched. Um, yep. Hi, I just wanted to thank all of you for being here today. I want to thank you for approving our AUP permit that we applied for. Um, and I also want to thank some of our neighbors that came out here in person in the rain to support us. Um, we have built this fence for a number of reasons, which we detailed in our letter, but I will go through them here as well. Safety. We have a four-year-old son who is very active. The fence that existed before would be extremely easy for him to walk literally right through. Uh, Miss Chick has quite a bit of gardening materials, um, uh, tools that are quite dangerous for a young child. We felt that it was very important to build a fence um, that would protect our son and keep him on our property. The other homes on our, on our street also have fences built on top of the retaining wall, and the fence is six feet on our property. Privacy. The original fence uh, was just a wire fence, and every single time we would go out into our backyard, Miss Chick would show up and start talking to us, asking us about watering our backyard, talking to us about all the issues she had with our backyard. It got so bad, we stopped going into our backyard with our son. Ms. Schick talks about sunlight and the fact that our fence is blocking sunlight to her trees. The sun actually comes from the north-northeast. So the only thing that is blocking the sun from her garden is her own home. The quality and of the appearance of the fence is also something Ms. Schick brings up. 
It is a very high quality redwood fence. It is unfinished on both sides. And if you could just refer to the pictures I submitted of what the fence looked like originally and all the debris and garbage and all the stuff that was there, you could see that there's no consideration to appearance previous to us building the fence on the other side. And the last point we have, and something that honestly is quite difficult for us to talk about, is the harassment that we have experienced. Before we moved into the home, Ms. Schick sent us letters about the backyard, about issues that she had with it. She sent us a letter with her phone number, I wanting to be a nice neighbor, called her, and then she proceeded to start calling me regularly, texting me regularly, call me at 6 p.m., I need to talk to you, stop watering your backyard. It got so bad I had to block her phone number. She then proceeded, in addition, I shared she would talk to us in our backyard every time we would go out there. Once we stopped going in our backyard, she started coming to our front door and banging on the door at dinner time and demanding that we stop watering our backyard. She also, I don't know if she was tracking me, but I would walk with our infant son at the time every evening and she followed me. She came right up to me. She said, are you Aaron? I need to talk to you about your backyard. She has been relentless in her communication to us. And the, the apex of this was when Sanju was out in our backyard, watering our backyard, her partner Ron came out and told Sanju, I do not want a drop of water from your backyard in my yard. This is not Pakistan. This is not Iraq. That is, we were absolutely shocked to experience such direct racism from our backyard neighbor. We have stopped communicating with her and building the fence for us was having a sense of peace in our own home so that our son can play outside. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. This, this part is very hard for us. We did not include it in the permit. I note that your job is to address the fence, but I think it's very relevant information and you need to know this has been our experience. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Sab Secretary Samantha Updegrave, I have a question. Is this, a, is this the time where um, rebuttals would happen or is this the time when the board can ask questions of the applicant? Um, I think you can ask clarifying questions. And um, former Vice Chair Shoshana. And I should know this, and I'm sorry. I'm just trying yeah, to lean anytime on Anytime anybody here. speaks, Thank you. we can always ask them questions. If it's public comment, non-agenda items, whatever, that's the best time. So we that's that's normal. And, and so okay. now, now would be the time to ask them questions. Thank and you. And then is there rebuttal time after public comment? If Normally, but now I'm trying to remember if there's a different rule for appeals. I think with appeals, we don't do that. I'm not 100% sure, I'm sorry. But usually, yeah, usually we have a rebuttal. Igor, do you remember you were yeah, here for a while? Yeah. Um, can you just remind me, did you give the two parties equal time so far? Yes. Then, they, yes. Then um, no rebuttal is necessary. Okay. But, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you, Igor. Thank you. Takes Takes a team. I appreciate your help. So if anyone has questions for the applicant, 
please ask them now. If not, then we'll move on to public comment. Thank you. Oh, please. I have a comment that I would just like to make to the applicants uh, that I really appreciate your courage for the statements that you made to us here tonight. Um, it is not our in, in our purview to address all the items that you brought forward to us, but I think it's important to make sure that you know that your voices have been heard. Thank you very much. Thank you, Board Member Matthews. Okay, so now we're moving to public comment and I've got two green cards here and I'll start with Jonathan Weiner. Please come on up to the podium. Hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, I'm the neighbor. I live across the street uh, from uh, Sanju and Aaron. Uh, they're wonderful people, well-meaning. They get along with all the neighbors. There's not a uh, mean bone in their body. Uh, no, they're just, they're just wonderful people. So for this all to sort of come to uh, head, felt like it was important for you to hear about the way they approach things, their intent, and uh, the level of integrity and honesty that they bring to their everyday life. Um, my wife and I, we take care of their uh, four-year-old, and he is a bundle, and he is running all over the place. He's very active, and um, you know, you have to be careful with children. We we have a 32-year-old, <laughs> and uh, but he was four once, and you have to be careful. You have to make sure they stay safe, and uh, having a fence is important. Um, if a neighbor gets a dog, you can't zone that neighbor out and say they can't have a dog, but you can say... Uh, you, you uh, can protect your family from that dog or can protect your family by putting a fence in from a dog and a dog can get over tall fences. We have two Huskies, they can get over anything. Um, so I think the, the, the way I think about this is, you know, the safety of Morgan and the way you think about how you protect families in Berkeley, it's really important. And this is an important decision that you make and consider and uh, good for you. I hope you, you think this through properly. Thanks. Thank you. We've got one other public comment coming from Julian Ledem, please. Come on up to the podium. Hello. So um, we're other neighbors also very close by. We live on in Rock, so just on the other side, but also very close. Um, I also wanted to comment that uh, Sanju and Erin have very good neighbors. They're very reasonable, and we really enjoy um, living close to them. Uh, we also have a four-year-old, um, so we have frequently discussed, you know, preschools, uh, kid stuff, and um, we really support uh, making your backyard safe so your kids can be playing uh, safely. And the previous fence was really not appropriate in terms of um, doing that. And so that would be pretty much it on, uh, on this. Thank you. Thank you. 
I don't have any more green cards for public comment in person, but I see one hand online. We'll now switch to online public comment. Kelly Hammergren. You are now allowed to talk, sorry. Okay, thank you. Um, this is really unfortunate, um, you know, that there's this problem between the neighbors. Um, again, this piece of property is in the high fire zone and I've been following through the fire safety and disaster committee. Um, it just, and through the, um, process to try and reduce our fire risk in the high fire zones. And it's, un it, it really is unfortunate that it's. The relationship between the neighbors that is driving this because it would be better if we weren't adding more flammable materials in a high fire zone, which is what a wood fence is. So that that is my comment. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. There are no more people wishing to speak, then we will discuss as a group. Anybody that wishes to be recognized? Uh, we need to close the, thank you. We need to now close the public hearing. The public can no longer speak. Thank you. I'm staring, I'm trying to stare with my eyes and learn and read who would help, help me out, help me out. And I'm not like leaning on Igor over here. Chair Duffy, okay. you're doing great. Yeah. You're okay. doing great. Thanks. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Thank you. Um, and I'm I'll, for board members to comment now. I would like to recognize. I would like to make, recognize Igor Trego. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming out uh, in public or on Zoom. Uh, I I would like to echo the comments of former board chair um, and board member Matthews. Um, uh, we have to rule on the merits of the situation. Um, and it is very unfortunate that the situation has gotten to the point where there is um, an appeal of this kind. Uh, I have been on the ZAB since late 2012. I think this is the first time that we have that I would call an appeal of a fans, uh, AUP, coming before the board. Um, and I would like to move that um, we, uh, we reject the appeal and approve the administrative use permit with the correction of one small typographical error in condition 3D. Thank you. Can you repeat the condition number? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, finding 3D, the word detrimental is, I think, what was intended. Thank you. So we have a motion. Um, do we have a second? Okay. Board member Matthews has seconded and now is when we get to actually discuss the motion. So please uh, raise your hand if you wish to speak. 
on the motion. Sorry, turning my back to you. Anybody else? Board Member Sanderson. Um, I just want to say that I don't think the with the fence a foot foot and a half back from the retaining wall, it doesn't have the same effect on their side as you would expect. So I don't think it's adding that much more flammable material. And I'm, I'm not concerned about this is density that's already in the fire zone. It's not an increase in density. So I think it should be um, approved as proposed. Board Member O'Keefe. Yeah, I just want to say um, because some, um, and I'm not being critical of this, I understand why everyone said what they said, but um, because a number of very personal issues have been raised, um, I do want to say that I, you know I'm going to support the the motion, um, but I just I think I'm basing my vote on just purely a read of the code. Um, the appellant makes some reasonable points, but I don't believe they rise to the level of detriment, which is what we'd have to find. So that is why I'm going to be supporting it. As nothing, I'm not weighing in on the personality conflict between the neighbors. I don't think that's our place. And um, while I do appreciate it, it's fine that you brought it up, it makes sense to to want that to be part of the story. That is the decision that we're going to make. That's the basis of our decision tonight, or at least of my decision. I want to speak for myself. Thank you. Anybody else wish to speak on the motion? Board Member Young. Uh, I would just like to ask um, a context question for staff. Is it is this appealable because um, it's like a a use permit and any use permit of this kind is appealable by a member of the public? I'd just like to better understand in general, why is it appealable? Sure, that's a great question. Um, any um, discretionary permit is appealable. Um, the approval of a fence over, the approval of a fence more than six feet in height on a property line or within a required setback requires administrative use permit. So doing the analysis um, on the um, the, the non-detriment finding, um, and that's a zoning officer decision, and those are appealable to the Zoning Adjustments Board. Um, and then your decision is appealable to City Council, just the same way that a use permit um, decision by ZAB is appealable to City Council. So it, each discretionary permit has their for okay. their review authority so and then the appeal body. Officer would be appealable to ZAB, which then could be appealable Correct. to the Correct. Correct. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Any other, anyone else wish to be part of the discussion around the motion? Board Member Trago, you're recognized. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate uh, former Chair uh, and Board Member Shoshana O'Keefe's comments and I wanted to clarify that I have made the motion on the basis of the um, all the testimony that I heard uh, today for and against. I think the um, the staff report was carefully considered and um, uh, on on the merits. Um, I believe that uh, we can. Uh, we can concur with staff's original decision that the project is 
in the totality of circumstances, non-detrimental. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Board Member Matthews. I would also like to say that my second is based upon, I don't find any detriment with this, with this um, addition of the fencing. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, I don't see any more hands from the board. Then let's move to a vote. Okay, thank you. This is to approve the administrative use permit at 870 Santa Barbara and dismiss the appeal. Commissioner Trigu? Aye. Chair Duffy? Aye. Vice Chair Gaffney? Yes. Thompson? Yes. Lunapara? Yes. O'Keefe? Yes. Matthews? Yes. Young? Yes. And Sanderson? Yes. The motion passes. You have your use permit. Not a use permit. It's appealable. It, is it? Yes. It is appealable to the council. Thank you. That's right. All right. That's it for the action calendar tonight. We have subcommittee reports next. Um, if anybody would like to, well, let's see, we've got design review committee. So yeah, we have not had a meeting away. Yeah, we've not had a meeting since our last that meeting. So we'll report next to that meeting. Okay. Um, do we have any, other, any staff communications? Um, no, but I do want to um, use this opportunity to remind everyone that um, we are not meeting on the fourth Thursday in March. Um, if you remember, we when we adopted the calendar, uh, we're meeting on the fifth um, Thursday of March, which is March thirtieth. Um, so back here in this room for another hybrid adventure. Um, but I know it's like clockwork in our brains for the second, the fourth Thursday. So I just wanted to give that reminder. Thank you. If there are no more staff communications, then I would support a motion to a, a adjourn. Who's got it? So moved. So moved. All okay. second. <laughs> We've got a second. Great job. Thanks. All hail Chair Duffy. No team. It's, it's, it's teamwork here. It's teamwork. But don't we have to vote on the? We have to vote. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Don't yep. go anywhere. Everybody's gonna vote. Yeah. Okay. So that. Uh, so the um, motion to adjourn was Chair Duffy and the second. Was no, I moved it. Oh, I got that totally wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, O'Keefe and Matthews. Is that right? Oh, no, no, Gaffney. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> you guys are so spread out now. It's very difficult <laughs> to tell who's doing what. <laughs> okay. Motion to adjourn. Uh, Commissioner Trigu. Aye. Chair Duffy. Aye. Uh, Vice Chair Gaffney. Yes. Thompson. Yes. Lunapara. Yes. O'Keefe. Yes. Matthews. Yes. Young. Yes. And Sanderson. Yes. The motion passes. We are adjourned. Okay.